old sergeant or somebody, some ranking officer, whatever, you know, you're always on the clock, like you have no time. So this guy would always be like doing this, doing that, whatever. And then if he had to shit, it was almost like a burden, like a nuisance, you know? So he would literally run into the bathroom and just be like, you know, and like, like, oh, I got five minutes to eat. Let me fucking eat as fast as possible. When he would shit, he would try to fucking start to finish, be done in like 30 seconds. My father said that the other army guys would hear him like pushing the shit up and then he'd wipe his ass and there'd be blood in the toilet from the hemorrhoids and when he was done, he'd literally take his finger and jam the hemorrhoids back up in his ass. Just like tuck them in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's some wild shit, man. They, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely somebody that doesn't go to the doctor. I know, I gotta, we, we just got the information from your doctor. They do the same week appointments. Is that me? Whoever you and, the, and your wife is. I don't have a doctor. You mean was she, was she uses or for the kids? Oh, maybe she misunderstood Brittany because she's, I know Brittany said Greg wants to go to the doctor. I don't have a primary. And she said, oh, me and Danny go to whoever. And they only do like same week appointments. So you call on Monday to get you in whenever. Oh, I don't know anything about it. I haven't been there. I have no primary down here. I want to get like chest x-ray. I want to, you know, fucking. I had this dentist that was cool as shit. Um, I mean, he was cool shit to me. He was abusive as fuck to the lady that worked up front. It got uncomfortable. It was like this, Stop eating your secretary. You know, it, was like this, it was like this elderly woman, and he would just fucking lay into her when he's having a bad day. And then he would just be like, hey, what's up, man? And I was just like, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? You just beat the fuck Yo, out of that old you're lady. You're just abusing the fuck out of her. You're abusing the fuck out of Mary Jane, dude. She's fucking Tuner, awesome, dude. Tuner, Tuner can you be uh, Can you be nice to her, please? Yeah. He goes, hey man, who's your uh, who's your physician? And I was like, I don't have one. And he's like, no, how old are you? And at this point in time, I was like probably 32, something like that. He's like, dude, you gotta go get your, your, your annual checkups. He's like, I was like, yeah, all right, well, who do you use? He's like, I go to Baptist Health. And he said that, he said the doctors over in Baptist Health and like Coral Springs are good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Boca Joe goes right here in the corner where the Cairo is, where Troy is. There's right. a guy like towards the end by the MRI. Joe's been going for a long time. I think we called, but he's like, I, it's so weird, like not taking new patients. Like, I don't understand that. It's like, you're just set, you're good enough, you're Chilling. making that, you know, like, I don't you, know. You, you're making all your marks, I guess. I don't know, man. I'd like to find a it doctor nice. like how it was back in the day. Like, when I was a kid, I used to go to this fucking lady, Dr. Ames. She was a kid's doctor, whatever you call them. Pediatrician. Yeah, pediatrician. Thank you. She had it set up in, like, it was a split-level ranch, so the whole bottom was her office. She had, like, four rooms. I tried to go to her top, like, 17. I just, like, I loved her. Yeah. But there was, like, a rapport there. You know, like, she knew me. It was always, you know, these days it's like, oh, go to urgent care. There's no, like, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, personal. Yeah. Personability, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, that that word. There's no like you're just another fucking spoke on the wheel. You know what I'm saying? It's I like, went to this. Uh, I went to this dad's night. Thing. I just want to apologize. Two and Rick Evans' nose is running a little bit. It's not what you think. I cut the grass today. My allergies are killing me. That's it. That's all. Um, and I'm yeah. sticking to it. Fame and dude. There was uh no no toot no toot and chowder over here. Um, don't do me a toot. Don't do me a toot. The um. Yeah, Nicole had me go to this dad's night or whatever, and, and 
you know, only like four dads show up. So like me and three other dads. Wait, for what? Just uh, my daughter's daycare. Uh, oh yeah, I think you told me that. Yeah, so we so we roll in there and uh, this guy is just like, yo, my, I, I texted my pediatrician, like blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? He was like, I texted my pediatrician that, you know, like my son hit his head too hard the other night and he told me to do this and do that. I was like, damn, that's what's his, up. His pediatrician from like when he was a kid? No, his son's pediatrician. He texts him. Uh, uh. And I was like, damn, because I go to like... No, that's what I want. Our, that's our, what you need. That's what I'm saying. Our pediatrician's like a corporate freaking entity they where it's like you sit there, you go in there, you wait an hour to see them, yep. and then you wait another half hour to get the shots. And yep. it's just like, and half the times you don't even see your own doctor. And speaking about what you just said, what we were talking about before about the housing insurance, that's another reason. Any doctor that we've spoken to, like, and she knows because she's like nursing kind of in the field, she's not a fucking doctor, but any doctor that you like we've spoken to, it was like a forced like sellout almost. I forget the name of uh in New York. It's uh fuck. They bought up all the hospitals. Like where my dad was sick like his whole life, Phelps, it was like a I think it was like privately owned. Like those nurses I told this story, the lady that I'll tell the story in a minute. But those people knew my father. There was like rapport. There was like, oh look, there's Greg. Now it's like you're you're literally an insurance number. Oh yeah. So like those people, like if say me and you were doctors and we had private practice, you know, twenty years ago, we wanted to do another twenty and then retire. They've forced your hand to jump on board under the big conglomerates because if we wanted to go solo and have our own practices, the insurance that we'd have to carry is astronomical. For, to pay it, it's like, why would we even pay that per year? Well, I'll just fucking jump on board here and do yeah. it. So they've taken everything out of like the one-on-one and like the, the, the relationship building of doctor-patient. Yeah. Now it's just, you know, business. That's yeah. it. I've, I've got a cousin in Cali that's a, that's a doctor and he fucking hates it. He absolutely fucking hates it because it, it's more paperwork and insurance than it is fucking helping people, you know. And then it, and it, a lot of it is too like prescribing shit, right? It's like it's like not necessarily treating stuff the way that you should to make it better. Right. It's like you're basically going to school to learn what prescriptions to give somebody, well, you know? Yeah, because they that's what they that's want what you to do. Because like, you can get a guy that will come in like a uh, big farmer will like come in, they'll break you off, fucking. You ever nice. seen that thing about the, the pill mills or yeah. whatever? Those sales reps, they used mm-hmm. to go in, they used to get all the hottest girls to go in. Some of them were sleeping with doctors and they were like, oh, if you sell, or not sell, if you prescribe you bonus 80s like instead it. of 30s right. on the oxys, you you could bang the insurance for this or whatever. So these guys are like, Phew. you know, it, at that point it's like, I love money just as much as the next guy, but you're like literally fucking, with, you're killing people. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like... Yeah. But, yo, so, real quick, I used to go fishing with uh, my boy Joe in uh, Long Island. So, Brittany, before we had kids, she was just finishing nursing school. She had, like, she was pregnant. She had, like, a couple months left, maybe a month or two. So, I was at this uh, tuna tournament, and we go, it was in Montauk. So, we go uh, to where the boat, you know, where we had the boat dock, and there's a marina there. Loud music's going, whatever. So, we're like, yeah, fuck it, we'll go to the bar couple of drinks we you know we're fishing the next morning so we go to the bar and it's all like 
me and him walk in. We're, you know, we were getting our bait ready. We look like two, you know, shitty fishermen, whatever. And you could tell we're like, well, we're not supposed to be in this room. It was like a, a doctors, nurses, like medical sales reps, and everyone meeting. And Is that by the Hamptons, Montauk? Yeah, but Montauk's the very end. Okay. You, you can't go any further. So we get to the bar, and there's two ladies there. I end up talking to one of the ladies. Her name is Mary. I forgot her last name, but it's on my email. So we're bullshitting. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm a head nurse at uh, Phelps Hospital. I'm like, Phelps at Tarrytown? She's like, yeah, you know it. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Tarrytown. Like, my father died in that hospital like twice, and you know he was brought back. The nurses saved him. She's like, oh, I've been there for like, uh, I, I'm just making this up. 30 years, 40 years, whatever. I was four years old, so 30-something years, or whatever. Yeah. So she's like, what's your father's name? I'm like, and she's like, hmm. she looks at me, she's like, get the fuck out of here. So she's like, what year? I'm like, this is probably like, I was four, so it was like 84, 85. She's like, and yo, I swear on the life of my children. True story. I'm getting like goosebumps. She was like, I was one of the nurses that walked in and saved his life. Oh, shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That's so, what I thought it was going to be. No. He so, grabbed my ass back in 1984. Oh, I probably did that, too. <laughs> so, in 1984, I was, yeah, 84, we had a bad snowstorm in New York. My dad didn't feel right, whatever. But I was a little kid. I wanted to go sleigh ride. I was being a little fucking nightmare. My mom was like, take him sleigh ride in Bella. So, we were in like, this co-op. And behind the co-op was this big fucking steep hill everybody used to go to. So my dad's like, all right, let's go. So we fucking, he drags me down the hill, sled, and I go down one ride. And you know, four years old, I can't walk back up the hill. So he's fucking walking me up the hill, go back down again. And he's like profusely sweating, like, and it's freezing. Profusely sweating, clammy, doesn't feel right. He's like, yo, we're out of here. I only went twice. Walk me up the hill, I'm like screaming, crying. We get back to the uh, apartment, which was only a few minute walk. My mom's like, well, what happens? I don't feel good. I'm going to take a hot shower, whatever. So she's like, all right, I'm crying like a little faggot. So she's like, my dad goes in the bathroom, and it's like, you know, X amount of time goes by, whatever. But, so I guess when he got in there, he sat on the toilet, thinking he had to take a shit, and he started excreting like this black blood, like diarrhea, but it was like, it, it was his insides rotting out. Yeah. So he had an ulcer that was eating up everything that he didn't know. So all the blood, everything was coming out. And then he fell out on the floor, dead. Or, you know, maybe a very, very Just little heart Right. For Ambulance comes, and he was pinned behind the door. So my grandfather, his father comes in. He was a big dude, like 6'2". Bust the fucking door down. The cops take him out. It was uh, Kevin was the, one of the cops. Put him in the ambulance, get him to Phelps. Emergency surgery, the whole nine. And he now he's in this room after recovery. He's in like a regular room. And you know the hospital beds do the, the whatever. Yeah. So he's sitting there and I wasn't there, I was four. I was you know, I had no idea this was going on. I only know the story because told. You were just a so after after the surgery, he's laying in bed and you know, he's all fucked up because he just had surgery and then nurses come in, she comes in, checks on him, she leaves, she's like, if you need anything, whatever. So all of a sudden a couple minutes later he feels like hot, like, liquidy shit by his ass. And he's like, oh, I'm in trouble. So they didn't stop it all the way. So he fucking, he's like kind of laying back in the bed. He, real, he realizes he's bleeding again. And he sits up and he's like, nurse! Screaming. So then he said the last thing he remembers 
is falling back in the bed, out, or, you know, semi on the way out, and this lady standing in the doorway sees him, and she's like, you're not going to die on my shift, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Just like that. And then he was flatlined, and they worked on whatever, and then he woke up to a priest there. My, my grandmother, I call her Nana, she was like a super Irish Catholic. So the fucking priest was there, she was there, and everyone was praying, and they saved him. And then uh, the second part of that story, you know how I am. So once I found out she's got a month left of school, pregnant, no job, student loans, I'm like, you know, my wife's going to nursing school. She's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, when she's done, she's, she's like, say no more. I know what you're going to say. She's like, take down my email, take down my number. As soon as she graduates, tell her to call me, bring her, you know, resume, degree, whatever. I get her a job. And that was Brittany's first job. Dude, that's fucking yeah. awesome. And I love that small world shit where it's like, yeah. holy fuck. No, but that's how, I feel like that's how it should be. It's like old town neighborhoods, like people helping people, like, like back in the day, if you were to get jammed up by the cops, they wouldn't arrest you. They would take me home. My right. father would beat the fuck out of me. Right. I'd rather be arrested. You know what I'm saying? But if you're driving drunk, they're yeah. just going to pour it out. Park your car yeah, and come back out. and get it tomorrow. You know? I'll get it tomorrow. It's not like that anymore. It was more of a high trust society, bro. It's a fucking low trust society right now. You got a handshake meant something. Fuckers. Oh, yeah. Like your word meant something. Yeah, people just raised like. Did I just shit. smoke a cigarette? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I wanna go to the doctor, I want a chest x-ray. And I was scared, I didn't shit. When was that Halloween thing at the clubhouse? Saturday or Sunday? It was Saturday. I didn't shit, I had diarrhea twice here before we left. Went up there, I didn't shit all day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, until last night after work I got home and I had Is that like, normal? I don't know. It's not. And then not for me. When I when I did shit last night when I got home, it was like I knew it was gonna be like a long log, like fucking coil up and stick out like a fucking cobra. And I expected like if this is your asshole, it felt like like it was only like this big coming out. Like there was still stuff all like packed around. Yeah. I'm telling her I'm like, I need like a fucking colonic or something. I gotta get my intestines cleaned out. You gotta get a suppository. I just wanna fucking I wanna see a doctor. Yeah, nah, dude. That shit's fucking. You should. I had a, um, I had a roommate. He was the fucking best man. I'm, I'm not sure if I, I told any stories about uh, Homie Cordell. Yeah, you have. I have. Yeah. But uh, so he. I remember one time I used to get. I used to eat nothing but fucking like bodega food, mm -hmm. Burger King. I used once a year. I would just get backed up, get the worst stomach shit when I was, you know fucking kid I was like 20 years old and uh he he used to tell me he's like he's like danny i fucking shit the same time every fucking goddamn morning bro a lot of guys do. he's like he's like you gotta start eating shit you gotta eat your fiber you gotta you gotta be regular dog yeah that's what you gotta be you gotta be regular and um like Metam metamucil and shit yeah he's just like you just gotta fucking eat right yeah he's like quit doing like he was he was in such good shape man it was it was really a shame having him but i I met him, uh, we lived in like this high rise uh, by USF, and there were so many floors, they had a hard time kind of getting all, all the stuff in, uh, like packing it, getting it full and stuff. And so they would like, certain floors would get rented out throughout the year to like people that work at Bush Gardens, which right. is a music park, right? And so he would, we used to call him grandpa because he, uh, he was like career Navy. 
And then once he got out of the Navy in like his like I think his mid thirties, he started going to college. So he's like thirty five. I'm like fucking eighteen, nineteen. <laughs> he's buying big ass handles of gin. And me and him were just fucking getting nuts. Like there was like three floors in the middle of our high rise that would just be straight uh Filipinos for like a couple months out of the year. And they would like they would hold their they would put a fridge in the lobby in like the little community area. And you'd uh, pack with food. Oh yeah, we'd get fucking hammered. And we would open up the uh speaking of elevators, we'd open up the elevator halfway. Right. And it would just stop, right? We'd open up the elevator halfway where the cart's halfway up on the floor and we would hang out upside down out of the elevator. I would hold his legs. He would so, hang- So dangerous. So dangerous. He would hang out upside down and go, and the, and the Asian people would just be like, what the fuck oh, are these guys Probably doing? Probably never saw anything like the, that. Yeah, never. And they're just like, <laughs> Yeah, and, shit. and then once they would go to sleep, we would raid their fridge, and we would fucking take their. It was fucked up, bro. But um, but no, so he was my guy, right? So um, I didn't see him for a couple years, and um, I was about to be homeless, man. And so he comes into the job that I'm working at randomly. I haven't seen Cordell in like probably three or four years, and I see him, and you know we're catching up. I was like, shit, what's up, Grandpa? And he was just like, shit, dude, what's good, man? What are you doing? I was like, about to be homeless. He was like, he was like, I got a room available at my brother's house. And I was like, no fucking way. I was like, where is it? He was like, I mean, it's a little bit of a ways from here, but. Better than, you, you know, yeah. yeah. But, but you got it, because I had just told my boss that I, that I got to quit, like an hour before that. And here comes like my guardian angel yeah, and he cool. and he was just like he was like danny come stay with me bro and so i was like fuck yeah that's cool so my sister helps me move there i go in there and um it's in a fucking nice neighborhood dude really nice nice nicer than any neighborhood i've ever lived in my life um go on a golf course oh, and sure. i was like hell yeah and so i move in and there's a dude standing in the kitchen and he's got seven hats on top of his head He's got cotton in his ears, in his nose, in his mouth, and he's got solar shields on. In and it's house, nice. In the house. In the kitchen. In the house at night. And I'm just like, and my sister, my older sister, uh, Renee, she came to help me move in and stuff because um, I didn't have a car. <laughs> and I'm just like. You look at that too, you're like, maybe I'll just hit the streets. I was like, and then Cordell just comes full of energy, just comes walking around the corner. He's like. Yo, Dan, did you meet Sammy yet? This is your this is your crazy fucking roommate. He lives right across the hall. He's like, yo, Danny, he's fucking nuts. <laughs> like right in front of uh, the guy, his name Sammy. He was like, yo, he's 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 got paranoid schizophrenia. He's fucking crazy. Oh my god. And I was just like, for real? And he was like, yeah. I was like, what's up, Sammy? What's, what's up with the seven hats? So he's Muslim. Okay. Sammy's like short for you know, it's like a popular Muslim name, and. uh Closer to Allah. Oh my god! And uh, and so, anyways, he 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 slept across the hall from me. He was just like you know, super nice. The the guy would ride the bus, the the, the public transit in fucking Tampa is shit. Is that where UCF is? Uh, USF. It's in Tampa. Oh, okay, okay. And so he would ride the bus every morning to a farmer's market, get fresh fruit, and he would just juice. And, and, and he'd be like, "Yeah, Sammy," and and he would just be like, "Danny, Danny." I made you juice. You want some juice? I was like, fuck yeah, dude. 
and me and him we kind of became boys like he would like he sometimes he would just be like you know kind of do some weird shit he'd be like oh i made you a porno tape danny and i was just like well, is that a vhs and he yeah. was like yeah i was like yeah i don't have that. i don't got that yeah. um but anyways Where's so the blu-ray yeah so he uh so anyway so he so i, I ended up moving from there and then a couple years later i'm with i met nicole and i'm at a I'm at a Red Box. Remember the Red Box to rent yeah, DVDs? Yeah, I used to love those. Yep. I'm at the Red Box at a 7-Eleven. They 7 were loud, right? It was like a dollar or two, so yeah. it was so cheap. And I'm at 7-Eleven, and I'm sitting there, and I, I'm with uh, Nicole. We just started dating. And I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's Sammy. And I was like, oh, shit, what's up, Sammy? He's like, daddy, daddy. He's like, oh, I got a, I got my driver's license. I was like, you fucking what? Oh, you told he was, he was like, he's like, yo, I got my driver's license. I was like, no. And he was just like, yeah. He's like, Cordell's brother gave me his, his Lexus. And I was just like, fucking why, dude? I was like, how old was Sammy? Sam, so Sammy's story, Sammy had a crazy story. Sammy was like in his probably 50s. When you met him? When I met him, he's probably in his 50s or 60s. So he was probably like mid-50s when this story happened. Old dude. Yeah, he was like an older dude. And, um... He served in the Navy with Cordell's older brother. They were on the same ship. And what he told me is, I mean, you know, he's paranoid, he's, he's nuts. Yeah. But he basically told me what happened to him was he was on the ship and I think like a, he said like a Filipino guy came up to him one day and tried to talk Sammy into doing his chores for him. Right. And Sammy refused. And right. he was like, bro, if you don't do my chores, I'm gonna wash your brain. And he said, fuck you, dude, I'm not doing your chores. And he's like, okay. And he said this guy washed his brain. Like did some mumbo-jumbo? Did, did something like voodoo, like some sort of spell shit, and say he's been crazy since. That's probably not true either. Like, right, he thinks right. it's true. Right, but that, 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 that was his, that was a, a paranoid schizophrenic diagnosis of himself. Right, right. Which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I it was is, like... It is pretty... I was like, all right, because I knew I, I lived... Uh, that's like his way of knowing that he's nuts and chalking it up and saying, this is what happened to me to make me this crazy. Yeah. But not really. And, and when I was living there, I had just moved. I, I moved there from like the hood over in uh, Temple Terrace in Tampa by Bush Gardens. And I was, I was renting a room and my roommate was just like, hey, Danny, I'm sorry. I got to kick you out because my brother's coming down from the Bronx and he right. needs to stay here. I was like, okay. So that, that's why I didn't have anywhere to live. That's rough, like going like that with no certainty. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? And so her, her brother came, moved into my room, started copping bud from, from my guys right. that, that I would cop bud from. And they were like... Uh, what what, are they, what is Wu-Tang? They're three percenters, one percenters? They, they, there's like, it, it's it's like a, uh, I feel like... It's it, like a motorcycle club is a one percenter. All right, motorcycles, one percenters. So I think the the kind of Muslim, like the black day, I think it's like five percenters or something like that. Oh, what, Wu-Tang? The, the Wu-Tang is. So because yeah, they were big into, are, are they Muslim though? They're, I don't think it's Muslim, but it's, no, it's, it's like, called like a five percent. It's like a Buddhist almost type thing where you're yeah, like yeah. kind of like in touch with like Zen and all that. Yeah, yeah. So that was my bud dealer. 
Um, and he started getting my old roommate's uh, little brother into that shit. Right. And like, and they would smoke together, and he would get him kind of like up on like this pro black shit. Uh -huh. And the dude fucking went nuts. Like, he Sammy? also started getting schizo schizophrenia. Oh, the, uh, the, the brother. Did you ever watch that? And I was like, thing? holy fuck, all this schizophrenia was happening around me? I was like, oh, yeah, I gotta I slow need, down I, this I bud. Gotta bounce, yeah. I gotta slow down this bud smoking shit. Did you ever see that movie? I don't know the name of the movie. I, I think it's, they are five percent. It's old. Some dude, he was like a schizo like that, where he thought everything was like an antenna and he was trying to block the signals and he had it, he foiled, tin fo silver foiled his entire apartment. And like when he would get home, first of all, when he'd like go to work and then he'd get back to, he'd be scurrying around because he's like so paranoid. Then he'd get in his fucking house, a million locks, and the whole thing was tinfoil. He'd put like a tinfoil hat on. It was, I forget the name of the fucking movie, but. I believe, I feel like I've seen it, but yeah, dude. I it was like an older one. And then, yo, did you watch the, uh, that Wu-Tang series they had on, um. That shit was good. Yeah. A and lot I of like people the, complained about RZA. I was just gonna say that. Which, like, I didn't, I mean, I, I know he's not like RZA in real life. He doesn't talk like that. Yeah, yeah, You know? Where well, it was kind of, like, try, kind of trying to talk deeper. It was like so that. deep. Like, so fucking deep. Like, it, it was just weird. But yeah, if, if you guys haven't if you guys haven't watched the Wu Tang fucking series, that shit that shit's it was, hard. It was dope. Like when it when it started off with what was it? Was it um it was uh it was Raekwon, right? That first shot up Ghostface, yeah. Ghostface projects. So Raekwon was Raekwon was from uh Park Hill, Park Hill or, or what and one was from uh and Ghost was from uh Shallan or or uh, no Park Hill and uh Man, what's the name of that project? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It's it's not, it's not Park Hill, but it's like down the street. Basically. Whatever. Yeah. So like, uh, Raekwon was you know selling crack, and on one side, and then uh, Ghostface was the other side. So they always beefed. Even when they started like grouping, they still never gelled. And then all of a sudden, in that thing, they say like, uh, Ghostface was knocked up Riz's sister or some shit. And then Raekwon like assembled the crib and they started to like meet as like a, you know, they got together. Method Man was always like in the middle, just high, just like whatever, you know. And uh, yeah, it was, pre it was pretty cool. Yeah, you could just see like Ghost where he's got like two brothers that have like MS or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yep. you know, yeah, dude, it's just real life shit, man. And the old dirty bastard was in there. It, it, was, it was good. It was a good one. You have to, I feel like if you watch that, you have to kind of like... Like, one of my first CDs ever that I purchased was 36 Chambers, you know? Yeah. So, like, you have to kind of know. I had all the ODB fucking... You have to, like, kind of know the story a little bit, or else yeah. it won't mean anything to you. Like, when I was watching it, it was kind of like, you know what they look like, and then you see who they chose to be their actors and how they acted, and it was kind of... It was cool to, like, yeah. see that. You, you see know? this guy playing You God. Yeah. Or you see this guy playing Inspector. Yeah, man. It was, it was good. But uh, just to put a cap on that... Like my boy, uh, I, I thank you, man. I stayed, I stayed in that house for the summer, and then I had to, I had to move out of there again too. So then I ended up moving back to the hood in the same place that I left because her brother had to go get help for for that stuff. But um, not long after that, Cordell fucking had twin baby girls. I think they were a couple months old, maybe a year old.
And then he just woke up one morning, uh, wasn't feeling good. Fucking went to the bathroom. Fucking, I think he might have thrown up and passed out. And then his wife went in, he wasn't breathing, called the ambulance, and he uh, fucking had a massive brain tumor, dude. Never knew. And he was the healthiest dude you ever seen. He was ripped. He was like, when I met him, he was like 35. When I lived with him, he was probably 40. He looked like he was 20. Like, just P90X, everyday black dude. Fucking That's best like shape. Boy James. Always and he in was good shape. always in good shape. And dude, fucking just wisdom. Like he used to, he used to just kick knowledge me. He'd be like, "Yo, you know about um, the law of attraction?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "Bro, you gotta read this book." He's like, "You can make anything you want happen in your life." And and this, he was just a good dude. Yeah. I I met up with him shortly before he passed away, and I remember we got a beer at the like the local bar that we used to hang out at. And I remember him just being like, I had just met Nicole. And I, I told him, I was like, yo, I got a, I got a new girl. You know, we're, we're getting pretty serious, you know, this and that. And he goes, is she fucking crazy? Oh. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, you like him crazy, Danny. And I was just like, I do? And he, and he just started naming off the chick. He's like, he's like, yo, they're all fucking crazy. And I was just like, holy fuck, dude. You're right. <laughs> I was like, yo. I never thought about that, but you know, rest in peace of Cornell, but damn, dude. Yeah, it sucks. Yo, Tampa just had a fucking, the biggest mass shooting that they've ever had. Did you, yo, it was sorry, not to, not to change that, but it's on that side, you just reminded me. I, I, we have no cable here, and I'm working, I have four kids, so I'm not really up on my shit, but did you see... So this dude I follow that I, like, kind of used to hang out with, grew up with, whatever, He's like dove in or dived, whatever, head first into like everything. He he does uh, podcasts. He has like some reels, and he's always just he he's on top of everything. There was a I don't know if it was the main shooter or somebody. My that, dad my dad was born in Lewiston. Where's that? In Maine. Oh, where that happened? Where that happened? Yep. So I don't know what this was, but he was saying there was some some kid, young kid, or not, I don't know how old, whatever, that killed himself and then left uh, a note or wrote on the wall or something, I'm not a killer, and then killed himself. But there's, uh, do you hear about this? No. And they're saying, like, he did it, like, the way he says he's like, uh, his handlers, so he is, not just him, there's a whole group that I guess... He thinks, and I also thought about this like years back, that these mass shootings, like these where they go in with assault rifles and everything else, are are either like your like, like the like you're brainwashed into doing it. Like some group finds like a I might sound crazy, finds like a weak person. Yeah, a and, useful idiot. Yeah, and like coerces them into making them believe. Like Derek Zoolander, I'm going to kill the the prime minister of Micronesia. Like. Brainwash them. Yo, I love when you say Micronesia. No, that's I what, think it's Malaysia. It is, but no, he says Micronesia in the movie. No, it's Malaysia. But he he's, so, he's so stupid in the movie, he says Micronesia. That makes sense. That makes sense. Everybody, Tudor knows it's Malaysia. Tudor knows it's right? Micronesia. I'm not Tudor Zoolander. I love Zoolander shit. says Micronesia. Or no. Uh, Luke Wilson is, or Owen Wilson Wilson's character he says he's like I think Derek's going to kill that dude from Micronesia but it's anyway so these guys I'm going to find them they, these guys think that there's like 
uh, like handlers that find these people, like you said, useful idiots, and it's always an assault rifle, and it's always just false flag it's, shit. It's pushing the agenda to fucking ban assault rifles, you know? Yeah. Do you remember the one there was there was a Walmart shooting in I want to say New Mexico, and the amount of people that were hit and the eyewitnesses account they weren't matching up. They were like, yo, if this guy was to roll in there with, with an AR-15 and just start mowing and fucking reload, mow again, reload, mow again, he would still not be able to hit the amount of people that he hit. And, and you hear some of the eyewitness accounts say that there was, like, multiple shooters. You know what I mean? Right. And, and even the Vegas one. Remember the Vegas one yeah. where... Where they don't even fucking talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like so many people said there were shooters on the ground too. Yeah, they always say there's. Like there's no like way. a shooter in Tropicana it's that fucking came through. Even like the, the Kennedy assassination, they always say there couldn't have been one. <clears throat> or there's always, I feel like any type of like real, like first of all, if I was all fucked up, and I was like, yo, that's it, I'm at the end of my rope or whatever. I would, I would just kill myself. Why the hell are you going to go and just mow down a bunch of people? It always ends in either suicide by cop or inflicted, you know, on your own. Why not just kill yourself? Like, apparently, like this kid did. I got to find it. Yeah. So the, um, so the Tampa one. Have you ever heard of 1090J? No. He's this YouTuber. So a couple years ago, I saw this YouTube video. There's this... Uh, have you ever watched like prison videos on YouTube? It was like kind of like a thing where like people that, that serve time would make YouTube videos about their time in prison. They would like, you know, I never other watched people. it, but so there's this guy, I can't remember his name, but he had 1090 Jake on as a guest. I'm sorry. Hold on. So this is him. This is the shooter? No, this is my boy. So I just wanted to give a final report on this whole. That's my boy George. killed a bunch of people. I think he was in Parker. They've killed themselves right before. Uh, so now more information has come out. I didn't know this information when I made the first two reports that he actually was found in the bathroom of the amusement park, not in his car in the parking lot. So he actually made it into the amusement park, went into the bathroom to get himself ready to go, dressed in his armor and load up. And that's where he offed himself. But before he offed himself, he wrote on the wall, I am not a killer. That shit gave me chills when I read that because that just confirms for me what I originally thought that this kid broke away from either his handlers or his mind control and that was a message to his deep state handlers to go fuck yourself so I'm not doing this. I'm not going to go massacre hundreds of kids because that's just not who he really is deep down. Now this kid's name is... Really oh, so he didn't kill anybody? Just, just himself? I'm trying to put some more dots together but honestly, we have, do we need any more dots to connect? I mean, that says it all right there. This kid went in ready to go and right before he wrote on the wall I am not a killer and that was a direct message to the people that were in control of him that I'm not doing what you want me to do and thank god he did it because could you imagine what this country would be like right now if that kid actually went through with that and killed hundreds of people out of the God's good see I don't know where he gets this shit but he's like I, I shared the link to you he's deep into, you know, he follows everything. Yeah, but I love I, that get, shit. I go, I go down rabbit that? holes. No. Where was the amusement park? I, I don't know. I have no idea. 
Yeah, no, dude, I fucking, I, I definitely go down rabbit holes, dude. I don't, I don't rule anything out because I don't trust the fucking government, and I, and I know that they do some shady shit to kind of get shit popping off, and yeah, I know they so, try to divide us. I know, I know, there's a lot of bullshit that goes on that, and there's no end to it. Like the little no bit of people die, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck, dude. But no, the um, so just a quick update. The shooting in Tampa. So I just wanted to give a final report. Oh, on this let me see. Mass Let's look at the comments. What an amusing part. This was two days ago. Everyone's saying there's handlers. But he has, yo, he has, he started his flash and there's one, he has 16,000 followers. Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll go on there. There'll be somebody that has like four posts and they'll have like 12,000 followers. I'll be like, fuck. Where can we get some followers? Yeah, I don't know. Tater tots? Did I just see some tatas? Yeah. Yo. Cause look, this is my algorithm. When I search, if I hit the search bar, it's just straight fucking bitches. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 fucking raw though. At oh, least it's not fucking ripped dudes. Yeah. Um, and then it'd be a problem. Yeah. Yo, about that. So what I wanted to say is like the cooking videos. Like if you watch, bitch, right? I don't know. Like his whole thing. Maybe when I do it, I'm not talking through the process enough. Maybe we should focus more on that. But, like, what I really want to do, and it's going to be time-consuming for you, but, like, we record the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we have whatever it is, 40 minutes, whatever it is. You need to, not, and I, I'm not trying, I know it sounds like fucked up, like, you need to watch Bitch, even though you hate him, and, like, see how they, and Cooge, like, see how they put theirs together and try to take the 40 minute thing. Like, I love the ones that you posted. I think they're fucking great. Why more people don't fucking like them, I don't know. But, well, they, maybe we like, can- People do like them. They just, they, they get a lot of love for the views that they get, but they, I don't, think, they don't get a lot of views. I think we need to go- Some of them get like 10,000 views and we'll get like, you know, like a thousand likes, but it'll cap you off. Like the algorithm, man. We need to. If they kept showing it for like a month. Yeah, it's like, like I see reels from Cooch from million. months ago. That's what I'm saying. We need to keep Cadillac Hill intact for the the regular cast like we do, and I think we should do the same spelling abbreviations and then just add another period and put cooks. Yeah, just do Cadillac a cooking, Hill cooks. Just do a cooking. Uh, yeah, we can do. And that. then with that, record the whole thing, but never never keep it like. Or you could if you want, I don't care. But like, out of the 40 or 50 minutes of like actual recording of the cooking, just bust the whole thing down into like the longest reel that they offer. I don't even know what that is. 30. That's like what, what Bitch does. Mm -hmm. Do those and just do like, when we shout out names, we took Poppy, Food Bus, whatever. Have, you know, maybe five or more reels because I'm sure you could do more out of 40 minute thing you could probably get 10 out of it if you did short ones long ones whatever yeah and then where in certain ones I'm saying about bitch I'm saying about poppy I'm saying about food was and just post those I know what's today today's Friday tomorrow uh, Sunday I'm making big zinia meatballs so we could record that oh yeah I gotta just go get the meat. I got the other shit today. I'll make the sauce. That's a solid dish right there. That'll be like, we would record like the sauce and then we would just take a break for a few hours. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because it would be, I'll do the meatballs, the Yeah, I can sauce. come over in the morning, film yeah, the sauce. Yeah, we'll do that. And then we yeah, I, I have no plans this weekend. I'm dropping my trunk off at the shop tomorrow morning. That's it. I gotta do that too. I gotta fucking, I need an oil change. I need a wheel alignment. 
same thing. I need a rotation, tire rotation. Are you taking it to the the dealer? Yeah, man. I got I got my guy in Pompano that I love, but when when I bought the car, oh, you got Nicole the got package, like right? the package yeah. where it's like so you gotta take it to a dealership. But um, no. But what I was gonna say is um, so there was a mass shooting in Tampa, in Ebor City, right? Which is where I got fucking um, that story with me like getting the gun pulled on me while I'm at a at a red light. When was, was the mass shooting? Like I think on Sunday. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, I did hear something. Two, two dead. I think like fifteen or sixteen. AR fifteen. No. So what it was is, so it was. Um, so I, I was telling you about this uh, this prison YouTube channel shit. So there was this guy that I was watching, and he had this prison YouTube channel, and he he looked like he looked like one of us. Like he was just like a fucking regular ass dude. I think he's from like Arizona or Cali or something like that. And he had a prison YouTube channel. And he had a guest on that was a white boy that was from Massachusetts, but with a blood from Tampa. So I was like, what the fuck? So that, that shit intrigued me. I was like, holy shit, I need to watch this. So anyways, 1090 Jake is the guest. And he starts telling his story about going to fucking gladiator camp in Tampa. Like, like basically, he got, he got fucking pinched in, in fucking Tampa. Keep talking. I have to piss. And he, uh, and he just told the, the craziest like prison stories, right? Of his his experience as I think he was like a seventeen or eighteen year old right. in Florida prison. And he he was talking about prisons that he would get shipped to, where his first day, right when the bus rolls up, they would go in, and they would get all shoved into a dark room, where the CEOs would just beat the fuck out of everybody, and then. He talked about a, uh, a prison that he got sent to where it was like a small town in Florida, right? Where they used to like, they used to kill the inmates and like bury them out back and they would keep their gold teeth as fucking trophies. That's fucking, like what year? Like recently? Yeah, in like the 2000s. Oh my God. And so this guy, so this, this white dude from Massachusetts that became a blood in Tampa, he like, he had the craziest story. So anyways, he broke off and started his own YouTube channel. Right. And now he's like got one of the biggest like hip-hop YouTube channels where he just gets paperwork on fools because he's really good at finding paperwork right. and getting like accessing the, um, what's it called? Freedom of information and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. And so what he does is he just makes videos. Out of, he, it's not consistent. Whenever he finds a good topic, he makes a video about it. And he does his research, and he just sits there, files a freedom of information, and he exposes all these rappers, and he shows that they're all fucking snitches, and, and finds all their paperwork and shit. So he's pretty hated right now. But anyways, he did a video a couple days ago on the Tampa mass shooting, because he's from Tampa, so he likes to do like Florida shit. And he did, um, so basically what happened, it, it got caught on camera. There was a 22-year-old rapper, it's crazy because both both sides were from neighborhoods that I lived in in Tampa. So you got a 22-year-old white, maybe Spanish dude from town and country, which is, he says in the video, Chico neighborhood. Tampa doesn't claim them, even though they're Tampa. It's just, it's Puerto Ricans, it's fucking Cubans, it's right. Brazilians. And, um... There's a Brazilian one. Shot. <laughs> but anyways, in the video, supposedly... There's a dude that's wearing like that whole ski mask thing. 
and there's a gang of just young black kids, like, and they're they're the same size, maybe bigger than the guy with the ski mask, like little fucking snow mask thing on. And uh, there's a guy in a red fucking hoodie that's coming up to him, like, yo, I'm like, like, yo, I'm gonna fuck you up, yo, this and that. And then the fucking the dude just draws on him. The fucking dude in the red hoodie fucking goes to pull his shit, and the dude just gets a drop and just fucking pop, pop. And and he had a ten millimeter Glock, so that shit fucking blew his jaw off. Yeah. And then hit him in the neck. And he just dropped. He yeah, did. He's, he's dead. Turns out he was a 14-year-old from Cross Fletcher. So Cross Fletcher is like over by the university. And 14 years old. I he mean, was a 14-year-old. That's just. But 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 here's the thing. He's in a shit ton of rap videos, flashing guns. He's on social media flashing guns. So he's like, yeah, he's 14, but he's like part of that gang life and shit. And um, he's like a grown ass. Man. He's like a grown ass yeah. kid at fourteen. You know, I, I I used to be around Fletcher, around some of these kids. Some of those stories I told you, where there's like a fucking a kid our kid's age, eight years old, that's we bust him down on a joint. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're fucking just like you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like go to bed, dude. Yeah. And they're just like, motherfucker, fine, I'll smoke my own. And they'll pull out their own and fucking light it up in front of you. You're like, holy fuck, dude. You're fucking Where's wild your parents? Out. Yeah, I mean, I'm smoking with her, with, with their parents. But uh, anyway, so the dude shoots, and this is like Ybor City, so it's like basically, uh, what's it called? Bourbon Street. It's like okay. the Bourbon Street of Tampa. Okay. And it looks the same. It's like the French Quarter looking. Right. Um, so anyways, this dude fucking pops, I think, two or three shots of a 10 millimeter. And then uh, everybody starts running, and then I think maybe two or three other shooters just start popping off. So two dudes got got killed, one being the the main guy, and then um, I think like sixteen people got hit. Dead? No, 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 just injured. So it's not a mass shooting. That was that was beef. But but yeah, it was beef. But they call it a mass shooting because sixteen people got shot. Right. But (laughs) which is a lot of fucking people. It's a feud. But everybody knew everybody. Or well, well, it was side. Well, well, no, here's the thing about Ebor. Ebor is the place that you go, right? It's it's the nightclub district. I don't know if you guys had. You can tell me what the equivalent of where you grew up is. But in Ebor City, all the fucking get because Tampa is just a giant hood. All the different fucking cliques from every single hood, like five anywhere from like five to like ten dudes that roll together. They all come. Why? Because that's out. like the that's the hangout. That's right? the hangout. So there's always fights. So you, there's always fights, always shootings. Yeah. Um, you know, some some of the dudes are cool as shit. Like I remember me and my boy would be in the club, and we'd be like fucking just let loose on the dance floor, and going crazy, and we would meet up with a neighborhood, and they like to dance, right. and we would like fucking follow them to other clubs, and we just have a good time, just right. fucking going crazy. And then you meet other neighborhoods where like their shit's robbing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or, or their shit's this and that. Right. But it's like, yeah, it's it's where it's where all the fucking cliques come to meet up and to basically, fucking basically show their flag. Show their flag and fucking act yeah. It was crazy though. I didn't I didn't grow up in places like that. Like we had like white plains with all the bars and shit, but like I like white plains. Yeah, like we'd have fights there but not like you know, it wasn't like uh, it would be fights like you, you know, it was all like kind of the same people. 
like Italian juice heads. Everybody was, you know, wanted to was a tough guy. Bumped into somebody the wrong way, whatever. It was never like clicky, like gangs. Like, oh, we're from, uh, you know, uh, Yonkers or whatever. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. It was not like it was. It wasn't like that. Like the Tanglewood section Yonkers used to be bad back in the day. Oh, we're the Tanglewood boys. It wasn't. It was just like you had fights because people are drunk and stupid. Right. I never. I was never around like uh, gangs and shit. There was like Latin Kings that used to come up into my town because the Metro North was right there. And there were some like Dominicans and Puerto Rican kids that want like, uh, I think it, I think it's, uh, I don't want to fuck with whatever. Yeah. But um, there was like a, a big, a big dude that was dating a chick from our town. And he used to come up on the train from the city because it was his girl. And then all the young dudes, you know, jumping on this fucking jock. Yeah. So then yeah. everybody he recruited was, all yeah, that. Everybody into it. was a fucking Latin king. Yeah. And these were kids that like I played baseball with growing up, like you know. And they're still I see I could see some of them today. Yo, yeah, what's up, dude? You know, and it's it, but it was just because there was no gang, there was no none of that by me. The, the the kings are interesting because they don't really discriminate. Yeah. Like they they let white boys in. Yeah. They let uh, they let pretty much anybody that's down. And but I feel like that started like later. Yeah. I, I I feel like all gangs hit a, a like like Bloods. There was no white Bloods when they started. It was all black from California, right. Crips. But yeah. now you have all these dudes like rapping. You know. Yeah. I feel like they all those gangs kind of hit a point where not that they were like running out of options, but like they had to kind of diversify just to like still be to have their hand in everything you yeah. know what I mean yeah well they, like a lot of it is like you said it's like sometimes they're they're setting up shop in Arizona to move the shit in better to get to Cali so or you gotta throw a couple people down you in Arizona throw, or, or you get somebody that probably did some fucked up shit and has to flee but then they set up their own sect in fucking Tampa, right? You know, and then and then the and then the prison shit gets involved. Yeah, where where, where then That's they start like two prison. different worlds. It though. is, and it's, it's like, yeah, it is interesting. I knew I knew a lot of gang members in Tampa, but my buddy, like, I had two boys that were kings, and I had two uh, I had a boy that was MS thirteen. Those dudes are crazy. Yeah, he he was like El Salvadorian, so yeah, he's nuts. But uh, there was. Um, but when, when my boy down here, who's, I don't think he's a Zell, but he's a Haitian cat. When he was doing like 10 years in the feds for like uh, a, a fucking weapons charge, he basically said that when you're doing like federal time in like a random state, like I think he was in Alabama, he said Florida boys don't fucking, like when you're in fed shit, Florida and DC, are like pretty much the only areas that don't affiliate with the gang shit. Really? Like they stick together. Like Florida boys is a gang. DC is a gang. Yeah, but if other you go, states, if you kind of flag up and shit. If you're out, like if I was a uh, like they they don't have to answer to anybody in Florida. If so I was they're looked at as like fucking loose. Yeah, but I'm saying like if I was in Florida and I was part of fucking the Latin Kings, right? Right. And then I get. Ten years, I'm going to do my time in. But that's a good Iowa. state. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, in Iowa, wherever. Yeah. I'm not going to see other guys from Florida and be like, "Oh, I'm with you." I'm going to go find the Spanish dudes and be with them. Right. So, what do you mean if you're? But what, what he's saying is that in, um, he's saying that in. So when he when he was locked up in Feds in Alabama, he said that 
let's say Georgia, let's say, you know, some of these other states in the South, let's say the, the, the black dudes, because my boy's black, right? He said the black dudes in, let's say, Georgia, maybe they're gangster disciples. Right. Maybe, maybe they lock in with whatever, whatever gang, gorilla, black right, gorillas, right. whatever. Um, he said Florida, for whatever reason, doesn't doesn't click, doesn't link up by gang. Even if you're black, they stick together. Yeah, the, the blacks in Florida. So I'm saying the blacks, but in it's different. Will be like, oh, I'm black. I'm gonna roll with you guys. Right, but but they separated. But it's different than like California, like right in, in California. Everything's based off of race. Yeah, I feel like California is like. But but that's like state penitentiary. So again, if you're in like federal prison in Utah, what's San Quentin? Is that state? I think San Quentin State. But yeah, in, in, in Florida, in Florida, the white, there's no Aryans in Florida. And in, in Florida, it's the unforgiven, the white boys. And then there's like, you know, there, there's a couple, there, there's, there's bloods, there's crips, there's different things like that. But I don't know. They, you just you just watch the shit. You just learn kind of the politics of prison. I mean, man. Hopefully we never have to know fucking, that. I would fucking hate to be locked up, dude. You ever, you ever see that movie, uh, Felon? With the dude, um, he kind of reminds me of Ethan Hawke, but he's he's not. He was in the movie, um, uh, better go back to the phone. Did you ever see American Oh, he was in, he was in, uh, I think he was in Matrix, or The Blades. He was in the Blade movies. The white dude, the villain, the vampire. I don't remember what he looks like. But he, so, the name of the movie was Felon, and... He was just a regular, like us, regular dude, wife, kid, one or two kids. I don't know why he got jammed up, but he got jammed up and he got sentenced to like, like a San Quentin, like a California prison. And, you know, he was trying to like just mind his business, whatever. And they don't let you. And they're like, yo, dude, it doesn't work like that. Like, yeah. who are you going with? You know, you're white. Are you coming with us? And it was like the Aryans. So they kind of got him. To, and the guards used to like bet on who was fighting and the guards would shoot people whatever and uh, it ended up being like he had like say he had like a three year bid he ended up doing like seven or eight joints because all the, the fighting and it the was politics like, yeah and it, and he kept having to tell his wife like his wife come to see him after like two months and his head is bald she's like what the fuck is going on and he's like you don't understand and he's all beat up he's like you don't understand I gotta survive and it was like uh, Val Kilmer was in the movie, and he was like the OG. Like he he came into jail, and you could tell he's been there. Like he knows the game, and like everybody respected him. And they ended up being silly, so he tried to like talk to him. And Val Kilmer could tell that he was just a nothing. He he, he wasn't yeah, about yeah, that life. He was like green, and he uh, he kind of took him under his wing and like protected him at the end of the movie. Val Kilmer ends up dying. He ultimately gets out, but um, it's a. Uh, it's pretty crazy how, like, how it works. Like, it's like I always say, on a different scale, a much smaller scale. Like, when I was on probation, like, when I got to the second DWI, I went to jail down here. And I was sentenced to 30 days to nine months. So I said to the judge in the court. And then after, make it 30? after that, after the jail time was done, my probation would start. And I knew... Once they get you on probation, you can so easily fuck that up and violate that you're just fucked anyway. Yeah. So I said there, I said, can I do 90 days 
and no probation. And she looked at me, she's like, what do you think, this is a joke? You have no problem going to jail? I'm like, no, I'm like, but I, I don't want to be on probation. I'm like, if right. I get a, a stop sign ticket, I violate it, I'm back. Yeah, I'm going to be fucking smoking herbs. And she's like, that's not how it works. So, but and then when I was in there, you're bullshit with everybody. And then I was like, oh, how long is your paper? How long is your paper? Talking about probation or parole. And the main thing that everybody always said was like, yo, once you're on paper, probation, parole, you're fucked until it's over. Because the slightest little fucking thing you're fucking done. Yeah, man. In, um, there it is. I remember I worked this job and I got a couple people from my neighborhood a job with me. And one of them was on papers and he had the same probation officer. Steven Dorfell Kilmer. Oh, shit. He's, uh, he's the dude from the, uh, he's in one of our reels. He's a dude from... He's in The Matrix, I think. Or or Blade. He's in The Blades. Yep. He's in the movie where they're Brooklyn... He's games. in True Detective with uh, Mahershala Ali. He's like Mahershala Ali's partner. He, he's almost like a Billy Bob Thornton kind of dude, right? He reminds me of like an Ethan Hawke. Does he? He kind of looks like him. He kind of reminds me of Billy Bob for some reason. But yo, if you watch this movie, yo, he could fucking scrap. Yeah. Yo, he... he it's pretty good. It's busy. Let me see if there's a, uh, what is it called? The, um, the trailer. Have you seen American Me? No. What me is that? Me neither. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, like a notorious on, fucking movie about, I think, the guy that founded the Mexican Mafia. And they fucking took creative liberties to do some rape scene in prison where they basically had like I think I mean I don't want to speak out of turn here but I think they portrayed oh yeah someone broke into his house oh yeah that's the guy from True Detective I like that guy he's good whether you like it or not you going into that yard I'm wondering if they're coming out alive yo did you ever see Undisputed you gotta watch that no, Undisputed was like Ving Rhames and man, I can't remember who else. Maybe Wesley Snipes, but it was a prison boxing movie where it was almost like Bernard Hopkins, right? Did you know B Hop started boxing in prison? Really? And then and they would take him from prison to prison to fight other prisons' best fucking guys, and B Hop was whooping everybody, and then B Hop became a professional fighter after prison really? or something like that. Yeah. And it was it was like kind of moves. I don't think it was. I don't know if it was based off of that, but it was kind of loosely based off of that. These land sharks go down like water. I okay. get another one real quick. So in in American Me, it's like this movie that's. I think it was like an eighties, maybe early nineties movie, and it was based off of the. I think the founder. Don't worry, you're gonna get the prone bone later. Go inside. No, you're not. I no, you was, you are. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I'm not. Unless you have the big strap on. <laughs> About to, get, about to get pegged, Doug. So anyways, so this guy, uh, they made a story about the guy that I think started the Mexican Mafia, right? Which is a big deal. And the uh, dude that made the movie took some creative liberties and made a scene of him getting butt raped in prison. Like a gnarly like, Wait, butt rape scene. Did you say creative liberties? Like as if that was like beneficial, like that's cool? No, creative liberties, like he made shit up. Like this wasn't, this didn't happen. Yeah, first of all, if I founded the Mexican Mafia, I would never...
take it upon myself to say that I was butt raped. No, no. The, the guy that found the Mexican Mafia didn't make the movie. Some random director. Oh, some some random and, outsider okay, so made the, a movie about the the founder of the Mexican so Mafia. So on the flip side of that, if I was making a movie about any gangster or whatever that's fucking about it, I would try to stay as close to the line as possible. Yeah, and, this and guy I would definitely did. not say that this dude was taken to the keister. Yeah, do they kill him? I think they killed maybe ten to fifteen people that were involved with the making of the movie. Yeah, dude, they fucking slaughtered everybody. So he made a movie about the Maxi Mafia and portrayed the founder to say that he was raped in the ass. Oh, raped in the ass. And then, like, I think him, all I the producers... I the balls to make a movie about the no, 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 Mafia. never, never. You would never make shit about Unless that. I showed them, I'd be like, hey, do you guys approve of this before like, I fucking like, run it? Like, like, people say that shit about, like, you know, like, the, you know, the American Mafia, like, the Italian Mafia... And then it's like cartels, and it's just like, there's no comparison. No. I, the fucking cartels are so much more fucking ruthless. Dude, I love... Like, there's no there's no comparison. I love the American Mafia. I love the story with because, uh, like, I'm half Italian. You know, I, I just like it. My, you know, I grew up, like, kind of around it. Not, yeah. not like... Not in it, but... No fucking... I have no affiliation to the mob. My father wasn't a gangster, but, like... Always around that shit. My, yeah. You know, my godfather was like a connected guy, not a made fucking guy. But back then, that's how you made money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even those guys, if you could, if you could rewind and go back to the days of like Carlo Gambino, Lucky Luciano, all the cra- the chin, all the craziest of the crazies, Roy DeMeo, even him. Those guys, I, in my personal opinion, I could be wrong, but in my opinion. I feel like those guys, present day, if they were still around with the same mentality at the same age, but just, you know, now, they'd be not scared, but they would do everything in their power to steer clear of getting involved with any type of cartel, Mexican mafia, any of those fucking people. Because those those guys are real, those are the realest of the real. Like... If you look at them wrong, disrespect them, you're dead. Dead. Yeah. And they'll probably kill your whole bloodline. Like, And they don't even think twice about it. Yeah. They'll kill you just because you looked at them wrong, and they have no problem going, serving the rest of their life in jail about it. Like, that that's, takes a special fucking person to be able to do that. Like, I, I, would, I, don't, I would never be able to go to fucking jail for life. Have you seen that video of the guy that's like, he's like... I don't know how famous he is, but I think he's famous. He's like a famous Mexican singer. And he's on stage, and he's singing. He's got his cowboy hat on, right? And he's singing. And then somebody hands him a piece of paper. And he's singing, and he's reading the piece of paper. And he continues singing. And then he's basically reading the, the slip of paper. According to the reel, he's reading the slip of paper that's like, you're fucking dead. Like, we're killing you as soon as you get off the stage. And they fucking murked him. <laughs> This is the remix. I have to sing for another 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it going. And a special treat tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Or no, like in uh, Happy Gilmore. He's like, I got good news. We're going to be doing quilting time for an extra 30 minutes today. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> My hands are tired. Oh, really? Congratulations. You just post ground duty. Anyone else's hands tired? I'd be reading that note, I'd be like, oh. Can I trouble you for a warm glass of milk? <laughs> no. Nope. Can you trouble me for a warm glass of Shut the hell up! <laughs> I love when he's yelling at me, he's like, 
Why do you, when she's complaining about her hands and he's walking around in the room as Adam Sandler is coming in, he's yelling at her. He's like, "Why do you do that to me in front of everybody? Why do you make me do this to you?" Oh, hey, Mr. Gilmore, how you doing? It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, but I would, you know, dude, those those things are like, yo. So I'll, I'll tell you a story right here. You're, this is gonna have to hit the cutter on the floor. All right, just one thing real quick. So there's a there's a big. Uh, I don't know if he's from Mexico. I think he is. Mexican singer right now. His name's Peso Pluma, and he how, just, first of all, how do you know this? I like I like music. So, anyways, but, but, he's got he's got like one of the biggest. He's got like you know his shit's get, gets how like did two hundred million. I'm sorry, I have to I have to interrogate Gert for a second. How do you like music? I like music. You like music more than me. How do you come across the up and coming Julio Iglesias of Mexico <laughs> right now? Did you type in like? I mean, that's not by accident. Like, you had to... You're typing in, like... All right, here's, I, here's, want, here's, I, want to, I want to broaden my horizon on music. Who's popping off Mexico right now? And you stumbled upon that? No. It'll be like... It'll be like a clip on Worldstar. Okay. Where it'll say, like... Famous... Mexican okay, so it's, singer it's just like gets a bunch, threatened by the cartel. Bunch of clipping... Uh, clicking, and then you... Okay, yeah, yeah okay, you, okay. you you stumble upon these people. You're okay. like you're like, oh shit, this guy's got fucking two hundred and fifty million views, and he just posted the video like two days ago. It's like, who the fuck is this? That's crazy. Yeah. And then you listen to it, and you're just like, oh, okay, it's like mariachi music. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it's, right, like, so it's, it's not even reggaeton. But anyways, this guy supposedly I don't know if it was in a song or just like in an interview, he kind of said something that the cartels took as disrespectful, and they're like, you're dead. They're like, don't perform any more shows in Mexico. You're gonna get fucking slaughtered, Doug. And what did he have to leave? I don't know. Well, I mean, this was this was I think a couple weeks ago. So listen, if the, so the good news it's is still up in the air of what's gonna happen. The good news is the good news is still alive. The good news is if he ha- if he's scared and has to get out of Mexico, it's very easy for him just to walk across. <laughs> yeah, you he know? can just yeah. fucking go. Right no visa required. Just. Come on down. You, you can say the Roosevelt. Maybe get a phone. phone Eight thousand uh, medical benefits. A no-show job. Yo, I saw, I saw a video of um, it was it was in New York. Wait, what was I going to say before that? You were going to tell me something that has to hit the cutting room floor. Oh, it doesn't have to hit the cutting room floor. But I don't want to talk too much about the fucking cartels on here. No, hell no. We have no viewers as it is, and then we'll pick up the one viewer that's like fucking connected. Yeah, and then we'll be dead. But there's a big scam going around. Um, I don't think it goes back to the cartel. And the reason why I say that, I'll tell you after, but anyway, so like uh, like hookers and escorts, I don't know if you if you heard about this. So like back in the day, about it. you know, you know, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I love hookers and escorts. But so like if you like back in the day, it was like the yellow pages. You went to the back of the classifieds and the hookers numbers were in there. Then it was uh, back page. Craigslist back page, right? So now I don't even know what it is, but it's like not, it's it's very fucked up. And then when you do call one, it's not just like, hey, come over, what's your hourly, whatever. It's like, and I'm just, somebody told me about this, I don't really know. But I don't know firsthand, this is secondhand information. But now, when, when you do call or text or whatever, they'll be like, oh, come, uh, just send me a deposit to verify like who you are. And they're looking for like 20, 30, 40, any amount of money they could get. And I'm like, my friend's like, my, friend, <laughs> anyway, my, my, my friend's like, uh, uh-huh. my friend, uh-huh. my friend is like, uh, 
I'd be terrible in the in the interrogation room. <laughs> but um, fucking up, coach. My friend is like, uh, why? Like, why do I have to give you a deposit? Here's my address. I'm gonna pay you in cash when you get here. Like, oh, I can't go into these places without verifying. It's just it's a racket, right? Yeah. So ultimately, you end up hanging up, calling five more, the same ring around, right? So all the numbers are linked together. It's the same scam, and then. The next day, my friend woke up, and he gets a text, some random number, and it's this long, the, first you, you see a picture of a decapitated head of like a white male, just his head, like on this table. Wait, you just see his like headless body or just the head? No, so it's like, it's like my table right now with these beers and everything on it, except right. this candle is your head. With like nothing here, like severed your head, put it on the table, right? Like gruesome, like it's it's a fucking somebody samurai sword this motherfucker, and just has his head. And then there's this whole thing. Um, this is so and so from such and such cartel. They new, say it right away. New wave of generation, w- whatever. The new generation cartel. They're fucking. No, there's di- there's different ones. Like the my friend has seen like three different ones. Oh, okay. So, um, and it's like, you shake pants, you know, you're like, my, my one boy, he actually sent me the text and I'm like reading it and it, it scares you, you know, cause you're like, yo, these guys are fucking crazy. Like, and it's like, you wasted the girl's time, you know? So, uh, we take that as like a disrespect thing or whatever to make it right. Um, you know, you have to, you send us a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars, whatever. Or we will come and kill your entire family while you watch, then kill you. Like, it's a very, like, descriptive paragraph where when you read it, you're scared for your life. Like, you want to go and hide under a rock. Damn. And then, like, uh, obviously you don't want to, like, mouth off back to them, right? So you just kind of, nothing. Then you'll get, like, a follow-up, like, yo, I, my boy sent me one where after that it was his address of where he lived on the text <laughs> and he was like freaking out so I, I looked it up I googled it because I'm saying to myself listen if you're in the cartel you're you're big business right you're, you're 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 millions if not high hundreds of thousands you're millions and year over year you're probably billions right so like are you really gonna be Je- not jeopardizing, but nickel for and dollars. Yeah, yeah, just nickel and right? dime. So and it shit. just didn't like add up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, tell my friend, I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm like, just block that number. Whatever. It's some like 15 year old trolling people. Right. So I, I looked it up, and there was a guy, like some white lawyer, family man from wherever. Bumfuck. Yeah. And I think it's from <clears throat> Pennsylvania. And he fucking called the cops. It happened to him. He was looking for escorts. <laughs> the Fuck lawyer? It. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for escorts. He got Same shit happened. Head. And he got that... He got almost an identical message back. And um, they were sending him pictures, like gruesome pictures um, of like mutilated bodies. They were sent him his address. You know, we'll kill your whole family. Send us... Again, it was like under 2000 or $3,000, whatever. And he went to the cops, and cops were like, yeah, we don't know what to do. But one of the cops was familiar with, like, it being a scam. 
Yeah. Like trying to like You've act. seen it before. So it's again that's like a sales pitch, law of averages. If you hit a hundred people like that that are all calling hookers, ten of them are gonna send you money because wives, kids, scared. Scared. But yeah, they're fucking crazy. Dude, that's a fucking gnarly scam. But that's a good one. That's I didn't scary. I didn't think of it. Dude. Nor do I need to, but I, my boy sent me that text and I read it and I was like you're like you're scared. You were damn near like, yo, you gonna pay that fool or what? Yeah. I'm like, you better borrow money from somebody. But then, yo, did you ever see that movie with Jennifer Aniston derailed? I don't think so. She and Clive Clive Owen? No. So Clive Owen was a Chicago, like, you know, regular fucking working schmuck, like went to his office every day, but he took the train. And he had like a regular marriage, you know, no spark left, just you know, he had two kids, wife, probably got sex once a month, whatever. And every day on the train, you'd always be the same people. And it'd be Jennifer Aniston, would always be like one or two seats near him. And they ended up like, he'd get off her stop and he'd always check her out because she's pretty and whatever. And one day he gets off the train and she's getting like robbed and like almost raped. So he jumps in. Jennifer Aniston, pretty regular though, right? I love her, dude. I like it because that was the only channel I had in high school Yo, growing up. I feel like it was, was, was the one that played Friends. When so she I started on Friends, I feel like as she, she was like cute then, like you'd be proud to say like that was your girl in high school and just got more beautiful as time went on. Like she's, I think she's fucking gorgeous. I think she's fucking basic. I think she's just pure beauty. No, I don't know. Anyway. They, there are people like that like you. I get it. It's a lot just, of people, a lot of people. It, that like thing. I feel like her makeup, no makeup. She's sexy. Knows how to be sexy. I feel like she's just like her. Like uh, there's other women that I'm like, damn, like smoke show. Yeah, she's not a smoke. She's not a smoke show. She's a girl next door. She's like a very. I, I grow on you. She's a girl on you. Her personality. I wish she'd grow on me. But <laughs> anyway, you would grow on her. I would grow on her. Go from <laughs> one to four, no problem. I'm sorry, dude. So what happens? No, so so no the movie. So you're not gonna watch it anyway. But I'm not. So Spoiler alert. it ends up like uh, the whole thing is a setup. So like they end up going to a, a hotel. They're going to fuck right before they're going to fuck. The hotel room door gets kicked in. They get robbed. They take his wallet. Two days later, he gets a phone call from a guy. I'll ruin your life. I know you're married. I know you live. Blah, blah, blah. I need X amount of money. So he gets so scared. He goes, meets him and pays him like five grand. Then the guy says, you're not off the hook. I need more. Just full extortion. Right. Turns out that was Jennifer Anderson. Jennifer Anderson's real boyfriend. She was a con artist. And they were setting this guy up the whole time. Nice. It was, pretty, it was a pretty good movie. Dude, that sounds fucking awesome. Did you guys ever have a senior trip? I wasn't allowed to go on mine. You got, what, were you fucking, oh, wait, no. fucking shit up in school? Yeah, they went to, like, Italy. In my, my high school, they went to Italy for... A few days, like twelve days or something. I didn't go. One, I didn't take Italian, and two, my parents couldn't afford that. Yeah, let's be real. Yeah, the only the rich kids go on the fucking senior trip. But um, so at my school, the I think when I was a junior, so the the year ahead of me, they went on their uh, senior trip to Amsterdam. Really? Yep. So they're in, in Amsterdam, high school. In high school, and so their senior trips in Amsterdam. And they're all they're in the red light dis- district. Oh, I'd love to go there. And they're and that was back in the day where it was just like 
Because remember, I mean, we said this before, it's like smoking weed was like a fucking a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it was a problem yeah. when we were in, in high school. And not only could you smoke weed in Amsterdam, but you could do shrooms, like legally. Yeah, hash, everything. You could do anything in, in Amsterdam. So anyways, this, uh, the class of 04 it was, they went to uh, Amsterdam's senior trip, and they think that they're in the red light district. They think they're going to a group of, of uh, kids from high school. They think they're going into like a strip club. So they go in, they go down some stairs, they go into this room, and it's like a fuck fest. Like, it's not like girls stripping, it's like a dude fucking on a couch over here. Yeah, it's a big, like, orgy. Like an orgy. And they're like, whoa, this isn't what we... And they go to fucking get out, and just big-ass Russian dudes are just like, no, no. <laughs> like, you're not leaving. And they're just like, yo, we don't, like, we, yeah. we speak English, we didn't think, we thought there was a titty bar. Yeah, we thought it was a titty bar. They're like, 2000 a piece. And they're just like, what? Yo, we just, we just fucking thought it was a strip club. They're like, 2000 a piece. And then they like pulled out guns, they took one kid to go get all the money wired and, or whatever, um, sent over. And then they were all stuck down there until fucking one kid got the fucking enough money to bail everybody else in the group out. And if the, he had to call his mother and be like, "He called Molly. Uh, we thought we were gonna see some titties. We thought we were gonna see some titties." That's how Mexico was. Like it's always a shakedown. When I went to Cancun the first year I went, it was like I had I bought a thousand dollars. It was nineteen ninety nine, and. I've never been there, but I figured I was staying like seven or eight days. I think seven days the week. I figured a thousand dollars, you know, a hundred a day, whatever, a little more. And I remember I was pissing like outside. Immediately, cops. I'm like, "What are you guys in a fucking tree?" The federales. And they speak no English. They ride right. around they're holding guns. Yeah, the federales. And they're like, oh, we're gonna give you a ticket. And I, I'm like, at the time, I spoke. I couldn't even communicate. And they're like, "Oh, you pay right now, hundred dollars." I'm like, "All right." So I got to like the fourth day, I was dead broke between spitting on the sidewalk, fucking pissing outside, like all the shit. So the following year, because it was still an awesome time, we went back again and I bought $2,000. I was selling weed at the time. So I bought $2,000 this time. I was 20. And I figured 1000 to spend, 1000 to pay these fucking scumbags off. off. So me and my boy, we rented scooters. So we were out buzzing around all day. We go to the bar, we're all fucked up. We're leaving to go to this girl's hotel. He was taking quaaludes? No. You can get quaaludes at the pharmacy there. You get everything. We were doing pay, <laughs> everything. unbelievable. And um, we, uh, you know, we were getting steroids already in the needle, just fucking, so, <laughs> loaded already, just right in the ass. So, uh, we fucking, Dude, we were going to the hotel, and fucking, we're riding, riding, all fucked up. All of a sudden, lights come on. We pull over to the side, and I realize, like, where we stopped, it was pitch black. Yeah. So I know I had nothing on me. I had a pack of cigarettes, a lighter, and money. That's it. No ID, nothing. So the guys like, oh, turn around. They don't, you know, they don't communicate. They spoke a little Spanish. So I turn around, and he sticks his hand in my pocket where I only had my cigarettes, and he pulls out this fucking nickel bag of it looked like soil, like dirt. Right, and he's like, like oh. dirt weed. Yeah, he's like, turn around, turn around. I'm like, bro, that's not mine. That's some babbage weed, bro. Like, he's like, 
uh, whatever he's saying. He's like, basically, either we take you downtown to the police or station pass. or pay us now. I'm like, how much? He's like, 400. I'm like, it's, I ended up getting him down to like 100 or whatever I had on me. I had like 80 bucks. Took that and let us go. But it's like, always, that same day, we were on the scooters, no helmets. We're fucking flying in and out of traffic. All of a sudden, it was a uh, like a dump truck almost with four cops in the back with their shotguns, and they go to pull us over. So we fucking we stop, and they're shake down again. Like, oh no, helmets! You're speeding. Blah blah blah. You got to pay us right now. Whatever it was, I don't know, fifty, a hundred, uh, and we had no money on us because we had just left lunch. I'm like, yo, we have no money. We're staying over here at this hotel. Follow us. And you know, to get to our hotel, we were heading this way on the road. You had to make a U-turn and go back this way. And there was traffic galore. I'm like, follow us back to the hotel. I have money there. We'll get you the money. So after, like, you know, a few minutes back and forth, they're like, okay. Because they'll do anything because they want the money. Right. Whatever. So we get on our bikes. They're behind us. I look at me. I say, yo, bro, when we hit this U-turn, do not look back. And do not fucking stop. I say, I'm done with these fucks. <laughs> Right. So we fucking go, and we're on Vespas. So I mean, mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not tearing it up on fucking, you know, uh, whatever. What do you max on one? Whatever. I have no idea. Fifty. And I never even rode bikes before, so I was all like fucking. So we made the fucking the U turn. I was so just like, loving it. Wah! I felt like Lloyd Christmas. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> down thing. I'm like, I'm fucking. And fucking I turned back, and you could see they're like, they're they're like, oh, they're running. You know, they knew. So we went like half a mile and I just cut into the hotel next to ours because I knew there was like a little road that you could, like a driveway that you could get to our hotel. And so like I went the car the, couldn't make it on. I went in the first one. I went into ours. I swear to God, the lobby doors are like when you get close, you know how they open and then they open the elevators right there. I got to the thing because I knew they saw the bikes, took the scooter into the lobby, hit the button, into the elevator, into our fucking hotel room, both scooters. And it just sat there with the door double locked. For hours. For hours. <laughs> yeah, we dude. were smoking weed. We bought dirt weed. We were smoking weed. It's so fucked up. Out of the pages of the Bible. It's in every hotel yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, everybody know, knows what's going on. I had like papers. a dookie cannon rolled. I'm like, yo, they're either going to kill us if they find us or we're going to Mexican jail and we're probably going to be dead anyway. Yeah. So we were smoking pot, just waiting. We waited like a few hours. I ended up walking down the stairs. To like peek out of the sea, though, though they were never there. And the federales didn't didn't no. come close. Damn, dude, that's fucking raw. I recently celebrated my my tenth anniversary, my tenth wedding anniversary. Congratulations! Thank you, sir. Uh, we got married in Vegas, and so our ten year we were planning on doing like a San Diego, Tijuana, just fucking combo. And I was just would you like, go there right now? No, no, I was like, fuck no. I was telling my wife, I was like, nah, I don't want to go. Her friend from my, her best friend growing up from Miami has been living, was living in LA for like two years at the time. And she was like, oh, it's nothing. TJ's like, TJ's fine. TJ's a shithole and it's fucking, can you only, I couldn't even imagine what it looks like now. Yeah. And so I was, I was telling Nicole, I was just like, yo, being from, like I said, Dago, you got, you got two opinions, right? You've got. Don't fucking go. The Wait. federales just fuck with you. Wait, what did you like, want to go for? You? Just to like 
and to stay in TJ or just like pass through? Like go like there's no water drink there, right? Tequila at a fucking bar. It's like it's fun. But it's, it's like a fun little spot. But I'm saying there's no like beach resort or like you're not you're just over the border. It's not like there's like well, coastline. Sh- well, there was uh no, we weren't gonna stay directly in TJ. There was like a like a vineyard. Okay. That was maybe like on the outskirts. outskirts. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like Tijuana is just right. It's like hookers. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Wild shit. And so. Um, so you got you always have two camps like growing up there, right? Like people you talk to that still live there and live their whole life. It's like you got like I had a cousin that went to San Diego State and is from San Diego and he's just oh we got TJ all the time, bro. Like we yeah. all get fucked up and like stumble across the border, no big deal. Then you got people that are like, yo, fuck federales will fuck with you. Yeah, they'll fucking stop you for no reason. Yeah, if they want to, they'll fucking take you. They can do anything they want. They can do anything they want. You're in a whole other country. And so my whole thing is like, you know, I can't have my peace. I can't protect my woman. Like, I'm at the mercy of some fucking federale. Like, you're at the mercy of hoping if he, that if he thinks just If he pulls us over and if he likes my chick or likes my friend's chick, there's no telling what can happen to us. You're at the it's mercy. Like, I'm not trying to put it up. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Not worth it. Uh, luckily, my, uh, my boy got married and uh, we postpone that but it's just like I'm not trying to go to Mexico I don't want to do that my cousin my liberal cousin like goes to Mexico even like when Trump was in and like all that shit was going on like where Mexicans thought like everybody was racist and like Trump hated them whatever she like booked a vacation there I'm like why why would you go there right now like what, what and wasn't there like Americans that were killed in Mexico when all that was going on like 2016 Always. I'm like I, the last thing I would do is and she brought her kids and I'm not like whatever to each his own but like I think entering, people don't think it's gonna happen to them yeah but like you're you're like dancing with the devil like you're entering enemy territory and not even if you're even if you look at them as like oh cool Mexico they may look at us as like fucking Americans like just to make a point they do it you're in their country different rules different everything like I would never go like I went to Cancun those two years I could say I went to Mexico. I'm good. Did you see that fucking there what happened been. in Acapulco? Like a bunch of tourists got shot, or was it like no, no. cartel members? No, so there was a, which is amazing to me. You don't even you don't hear about any of this shit. The Acapulco Gold, bro. No, the uh, they just had a massive um, hurricane, tornado, or whatever. Literally, this was like last week. No. The, the screen comes on and it's like say there's like hotels like right on the, the beach oh, sure. every hotel I don't care if it's a five story or a fifty story all the windows blown out it looks like like Beirut like there was a Gaza. like a war well, I'm gonna see and I did not hear not that again not that I had fucking cable but I didn't hear one thing about it how do you spell Acapulco uh ACA P-U-L Oh, yeah. Acapulco damage. Let's just... This is four days ago. Hurricane Otis. Photos show devastation in Acapulco after Category 5 storm leaves 47 dead. Category 5 hit? Yeah. And 47 people dead. The coast? Yeah, watch. Hold on. Holy fuck. Oh, damn. Like, look at, like... From top to bottom. Yeah, just tattered. 
That's still gnarly. Yo, my boy's gonna be in town here shortly. He'll probably do a cast with us. But he, uh, he went down to Cancun. And yeah, he was able to get like quaaludes and shit from the fucking, he was able to get ludes from the pharmacy. But he said he went on like this tour on horseback and the fucking guide fucking smacked the horse's ass and sent his horse into a full on sprint. And he said, he's fucking just like, yo. And he said he almost got decapitated by a fucking branch. And he said, he said it was so fucked up. And then he said, once the horse finally stopped, he's able to get it to like, hey, oh, he's able to get it stopped. And the guy just laughing his ass off. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Because no matter what happens to you over there, they could dig a hole, throw you in. It doesn't, like, it's, we don't follow, like, they don't respect our laws. We don't really respect theirs. It's just like. But that's also like, that's also like the personality. It's like. When you work on, like, construction sites and in kitchens with Mexicans, they're, like, playful as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. it's, like, it's like a dark humor. Like, it's, it's, it's like... It's always gay-related. It, it, it's, like, a fucked-up yeah. playfulness. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's, like, yo, but did you die? You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, like, yo... Did your head fall off it, of that branch? It, it's, like, like no, did you, you die? Did. No, you're good. And it's just, like, what, like, calm down, way. And it's just, like, no, calm dude. Calm down, way. It's, like, yeah. no, dude. <laughs> I almost got fucking murked, dude. Yo, I remember... I was at, uh, we were going to the, uh, they did a booze cruise and it left out of like, you, when you go to Cancun and you have like a, you could do like a, you could do a freelance where you just kind of do your own thing, but you're kind of lost in the sauce, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you could jump on like an itinerary of like the spring break shit, so like. Oh, you were down there for spring break? Yeah. Was MTV filming? Yeah. No yeah. fucking way. Yeah, that's why I went back this time. Yo, were you there when, the, when that chick, I was there Probably, in 99 and 2000. So you were there when that... Do you remember that chick was up on stage and they did whipped cream on her titties? Were you there for that? I don't know. Dude, I have pictures. I remember being a, like a young kid. I was at Mardi Gras. And being at, like, holy fuck, Spring Break MTV seems so sick. Dude, I was at Mardi Gras. It was Pat O'Brien. So we did the... We kind of followed the itinerary. It was like... I don't remember exactly. I think Monday was Pat O'Brien's. Tuesday was Fat Tuesday. Wednesday was the booze cruise where they took you on a boat. You went to some bar club, and then you got you had a couple drinks, and then you went on a boat to some private island. They had like dancing, they had contests, what drinks, food. But uh, Pat O'Brien's was like our first night there. I was shredded, six pack V cuts. Like I was shredded. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> V cuts, dude. I didn't wear a shirt the whole time. Yeah, why? Exactly. How so, old are you? You're like nineteen. I was twenty. Twenty. And oh, nineteen and twenty the second year. So me and my boy. You're walking around and literally, it's just like, yo, make out with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Yo, yeah. suck my dick. It's basically Dawn. like Santa Barbara. Yeah, it's like, blow me real quick. No one's looking. Done. Meantime, there's everybody around. You're getting a blowjob from everybody. Nobody cares. Oh, and the second year we went, Ja Rule was there. Jonathan Peters was there from Sound Factory. It was dope. It was, it was dope. We were fucking, I ate like eight fucking Molly pills. Or it was ecstasy at the time, not fucking, there was no Molly. It was a shit show, but that, um, we went for the booze cruise that night, and just to, like, get an idea about, like, how the people live, right? So we're waiting to get on this boat. Some dude is there. I don't know how old he was. Probably, I was 20. I looked at him as, like, a father figure. Like, he, not for me, but, like, if he was an older guy. Yeah, he just, 
Like a family man. He was more than 30. Right. And he's just standing there, and, like, he spoke, like, half English. So I'm like, uh, I don't know how we got on, on the topic, but I was selling weed at the time, so I had money. So I'm like, oh, it's so crazy down here, bro. I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, is it always like this? He's like, oh, spring break, you know, we make all our money. I'm like, you, I'm like, how many days do you work here? I, and again, I didn't even have a job, so I don't even know why I was asking this. And he's like, uh, seven days. Oh, you must make you know you make good money. I'm like, what do you make? He's like, I, I don't want to misspeak. I think for the full seven days of work, could have been lying to me, looking for a handout, whatever. Right. But for the full seven days of work, all day, I think for the week, I think I want to say like fifty bucks American. Right. I think it was twenty five. But I, I want to say 50 just for the sake of not looking like an idiot on the cast. But, and I'm like saying to myself, I'm like, well, I'm making $50 in 10 minutes. Like, what yeah. the fuck? So I think I ended up giving him like a 20. But it's just like, it, you know, you're there hanging out. You're in their area. And like, even though I was young, you kind of look at it like, yo, that's like, like criminal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's fucked up, dude. Well, that, that's why all the Dominican baseball players are so nice. It's like, I think the average wage in the DR, at least back in the day when we were growing, was like a dollar a day, you know? And like, that's insane. Unless you could go to the grocery store and fill your fucking cart up for 80 cents and get 20 cents change, that's disgusting. Yeah, you'd be working in the sugar cane fields all day for a dollar. American. I don't know what it was there. But um, this... Uh, Back in the day, remember the Oakley eye jackets around that time? The what? The Oakley eye jackets. The Oakleys? Yeah. 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 Remember the eye jackets? They were like the kind of like... Yeah, they, were, they almost looked like... like, a, And then they bumped out. Like Dennis Rodman wore them. Yes, they were dope. Yeah. The, those I used to have a green pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the dark green, like yeah, the, the green, green pair. And there was like a black brown. on them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those shits were so clean. So everybody used to go down to Mexico to get the Jokeleys. Where you could, because those were like a hundred dollars. Yeah. But you go to Mexico, you get them for like five. Yeah. Fake though, right? Fake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the real ones, but you get the fake ones. So they, yeah, we call them jokeleys or folkleys. Folkleys, yeah. But it was just like, yeah, it's like just look at that, a hundred dollars compared to like fucking five dollars America. It's like when we found the the markets like for like the uh, the the drugstores and like the pharmacy markets and the veterinarians and the shit. So we were like, at that time we were like into club drugs, like we did K, ecstasy, coke, whatever. But we would go in there and like, no, we, I call them a lick of K because it's liquid form and it's in the jar. You have to put it on a plate, put it in the microwave, cook it, chop it, sniff it. But like a lick of K I think was like five bucks. You get a lick of K at, the, at that time, like in New York, it was like 80 or 100. Holy shit. And it was, and I'm like, oh my God, look at all this K. And we're like fucking, and then the, the needles, the ready jet steroids, they were in needles loaded to like, uh, however many CCs, one CC, two, you could be like, oh, let me get three CCs in DECA. And it came sealed in the thing, and you just open it up, alcohol swab popping in your ass. So we're leaving. Beautiful. We're leaving under the test. Fucking beautiful. So the first year we went, right, we were like, yo, how are we going to get, you know, our shit? Because mm -hmm. we were going down to a club and party. Hey, so, was anybody in your crew ever been down there before? Like, know what the climate is? 
No, but like we knew like uh like security and shit, like we kinda knew. So like we used like Johnson's uh baby powder and just put pills and shit in there. But the security at the time, the first year was different the second year. Pre nine eleven too. Well no, it, both my visits were pre nine eleven. So in ninety nine the plane landed and everybody on the plane was spring break. We're getting fucked up it was awesome. The plane lands, you're on the runway, they open the door, get out. You know, where's the terminal? Where's the fucking, the, get the fuck you're out. You're on the tarmac? Uh, right on the, right on the landing ship, right on the tarmac. <laughs> and you line up, like in a line. There's no, the building was like, if you were to put my house and your house together, that was the airport. You were, you didn't even have to go inside. There was a stoplight. You know when you go to cross the street and you push the button? Yeah. So there was a button here, the yellow box, and then above it was red and green. That's it. You're all in line. You have your bags, your luggage, everything. You walk up, you could be in front of me with 20 kilos of blow, and I could be behind you with nothing. Completely random. No dogs, no nothing. You walk up, you hit the button, it goes green, you're in. Done. I come up with nothing, and if it just decided to, you know, it's a, it was, I don't even want to say a fucking algorithm because, you know, but it was just completely random. random. I hit the button, it goes red, you're off to the side, they go through everything. Almost like in your underwear, take everything out of your bag, search everything. Holy That fuck. didn't happen to us, we all like got right through, you but like I saw a couple of people, yeah. Damn. And then the next year there was like an actual like airport or whatever. But um, on the way back, it's a different story. Like you could get on the plane, and then when you land in, um, we flew into I think JFK, you have to go through like New York City JFK customs because you're coming from Mexico. Right. So my boy bought back like six, uh, not six, three uh, DECA ready jacks. So there was three syringes with uh, one cc or two cc's each of DECA in it. So he left Mexico with it. Now we're in New York and now he's shit in his pants because now we have to go through real customs. You right. Know? He's like, he's like fuck this. Jokes. He pulls off, he goes, he's like, come into the bathroom. So we go into the bathroom. Did he keister it, dude? Keister it. He took all three of them out, shot them in the ass, and just injected himself with all three of them. And he walked out through, like the fucking hole. Threw like the needles this. in the garbage and went right through customs. <laughs> Funny as shit. <laughs> fucking just getting after it. Yo, that shit. So Those were good times, man. Those oh, were good dude. Times. You guys were fucking living the dream dude Yo, I, I fucking remember, never went to a, a big spring break you remember down here the winter music conference in Miami they used to have it every year no so in I was living down here <clears throat> it was 2001 but like there was a huge thing so like all the club kids from like New York Sound Factory everybody followed Jonathan Peters like all the DJs it was a place to be I forget the name of the hotel we stayed at they redid it it was right on like the little fucking thing. So you go to the pool. My boys flew in from New York and I drove down from Fort Lauderdale. We stayed there for like three nights. So it was all day parties on the beach. DJs had their shit set up. It was just drugs, ecstasy, K, Coke. Doing it. Just club life in the daytime. And uh, I remember- Was there a pool around? What? Was there a pool around? No, we were, just... we were on the ocean. We were right on the beach. Oh, you were on the beach? Right just... on the fucking sand. Just. You know, there had a few hundred people, and every five minutes you'd see an ambulance just go into the crowd and come back out. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. But 
you know special K, the cereal box that says special and the huge K? Right. Girls were cutting it out with a razor and just keeping the special and the K, putting a string, making headbands. There was a DJ set up at our pool. Like, it was just madness. I was taking like an eight ball of Coke and like two licks of K. In our hotel room, I had uh, playing cards. I'm like cutting it up and get here, take some Coke, take some K, and feeding everybody. I'm like, fuck this. Make Start mixing them together. We're just, it was, dude, that we used What's to. What's that called? I have no idea. That's not like speedballing. Speedballing's like yeah, 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 right. I don't know what that and is. And then candy flipping, candy flopping, mm-hmm. you got different things. So if you're mixing that and that, it's called the fucking the, the G Money Express, basically. It's called you don't know which way to go, into your K-hole or, or to the stratosphere. <laughs> you don't fucking go. But that's like what the shit we used to do. Like, but hit it so hard that like some somebody in your crew that night could have fallen out and it was just, you know, casualty of war. Hell yeah. It was hard. I was at an Action Bronson concert one time down in Miami, and there was a kid that just fell out right in front of me. And I was just like, what are you gonna do, bro? These kids, they don't fucking know how to handle their shit. So anyways, this girl, I think I might have told this story before, but this girl looks at me, she's like, yo, call the ambulance. And I was just like, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. you. I'm not fucking shutting down my boy's concert right now. I'm not even, yeah, I don't want to be a witness. I, I, don't, wanna, I don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah. You, this fucking kid took way too many drugs. The clubs in the city back in the day, like Sound Factory. It exit, sounds fucked up. It sounds callous, no. but it's just like, it's like, you yo, know what you're you've doing. got a phone. You call, that's and, your boy. And you were going there, like, you knew what you were getting into. Well, fucking call him. I'm like, not, not going go to shut those places. I'm not going to shut down an Action Bronson's concert right now. You can't go to those places to do drugs and then expect them to help you when you overdose. Like back in the day, Sound Factory, Exit, all those clubs, like Twilo, Limelight, all those places, they had private ambulance that they would pay, like off duty, and they'd just be camped out on the side. And as people overdose and were fucking dying, they'd just go right out the back door. Yeah. And I don't know what, I have no idea where they went or whatever, but gone. They were never there. Uh, when it comes to smuggling drugs on the airplane, at least back in the day, I remember, so... It used to be so easy my, before 9-11. My ex-girlfriend, she used to do... She used to have a fucking bowl and her bud, and she would just, like, wrap it up in, like, four socks and then shove it in the bottom of a shoe. In her suitcase, though. In her suitcase. Yeah, I used to always put it in the suitcase, in, in, in the, the check suitcase, bag. In the check bag. But roll it in a bunch of socks, just put it in the toe of a shoe. Yeah. And then... Um, my other boy, he used to take a big Vaseline thing, scoop it, like a clean scoop. Yeah, load it up. Load it up, put the clean scoop on top, the Vaseline on top, smooth it out like perfect with a fucking yeah. thing, cap yeah, it, and just like we would have Bud when we go to Vegas or we have Bud when we go to certain places. I, used but to I was always too chicken shit to fucking do that shit. I used to put bags one time, and then this is it after this. When I used to wear Yankee fitteds, I would peel back this little thing in here, and I'd put, like, a bag of Coke in there. I was going to New York one time, leaving Florida, and I had to I go, I went right through fucking security, I had the bag of blood here, put my hat down, and go through the thing, so put my hat on, I don't know what I was thinking, because that's crazy. Get on the plane, and I have the bag of blood, I'm fucking cocktailing, I'm sitting next to this black dude, some random stranger, we start, I'm yapping, bullshitting, we're drinking, I'm buying him drinks, whatever, and then uh, he's like, I'm tired. And I'm like, you want to wake up? And he looks at me. Because I already had, like, felt him out. 
And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, you know what I'm talking about. And he looked at me again, I said, I got a bag right here. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. He was older than me. He said, I'll do one. I'm like, all right. Take my hat off, give it to him. He goes into the bathroom, bang, bang. He's hitting it. I go to the bathroom, bang, bang. So the rest of that three-hour flight, we're just hitting blast, drinking fucking, uh, I was drinking at the time, Stolio and Seven. I got off that plane, I was fucked up. That That's always a fucking great time. I, I was at a uh, concert with Nicole. Uh, Tampa does this thing called The Last Damn Show, where it's like a, a giant hip-hop concert, and they do it where the where the lightning plays. And so Snoop Dogg was there, so we're, we're just pumped about seeing it. Snoop was Snoop Lion at this point in time. And I remember I I smuggled in some fucking uh, spliffs and shit, and you got to go smoke them out on the fucking concourse or whatever, right? So I'm out there, and I'm smoking a spliff by myself, and I see this dude. He's just kind of chilling, and I can see him looking over a little bit. Oh, he wanted like, to hit it. Yeah, I was like, man, you want to you want to get in on this? Snoop's about to perform. Yeah. He's like, fuck yeah, Doug. He's like, where you from? I was like, I'm from Tampa, Doug. I was like, where you from? He's like, Polk County. I was like, oh, that's what's up. That's where that sheriff is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, that's what's up, bro. He was like, he's like, yo, I appreciate you busting me up. I was like, hell yeah. He's like, yo, you snort? I was like, I what? He's like, you snort? I was oh like, God, man. And he was like, gave me a G. No shit. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck yeah. And then I, I went into the concert. Oh, you told me. You and I, 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 I took a call. No, I took a call. I was like, you know what would be dope right now? If we had some yeah, fucking yeah. blow. And she was just like... Why would you even say that? We yeah. don't have any. I was like, but I do. Yeah. And just fucking bust it out on her. That's fucking awesome. She was dope, but yo. All right. Good cast. Dog. I'll, I'll go to sleep. sleep.